So good morning once again to all of you, and uh, it's nice to be back among you after uh, a very interesting break, every break of six months on my sabbatical that led me from attending Mass in St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, that'll be crowded next week with the death of Pope Benedict, to be at uh, a, 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 the ruins of a monastery in Kelabin that uh, had the first Mass in it in over three or maybe 400 years. So it was a very interesting uh, and diverse experiences that I was privileged to have. I think it's very important as we begin Mass today that we remember uh, Pope Benedict and we pray for the happy repose of his soul. He was obviously a very brilliant uh, intellectual man and he, he came to light actually at the Council of Vatican II. And he was one of the theological advisors at Vatican II. And he rubbed shoulders with some equally brilliant, intelligent men um, at that time as they formulated all of the documents of Vatican II. So the Council uh, is the fruit of his intellect also. And that is something that's important to keep in mind. If there was a book that I would recommend uh, that he wrote, it is one of his writings on God's love. Deus Caritas says, God is love. It's, a, it's easy enough to read. Some of his writings, believe me, are not. But it is an easy enough read uh, about the nature of love, and in particular, the nature of God's love. So um, that's just something, and I ask you to, I will pray for him at Mass today, and ask you to continue to pray for the happy repose of his soul. There is a, a question that Jesus asked his disciples after his washed their feet towards the end of his life. And uh, the question was, do you know what I have done for you? Do you know what I have done for you? The question that Jesus asked at a very important part of his life. And it's a question that is eternal because it is a question that Jesus asks of each one of you here this morning. Do you know what I have done for you? Do you know what Jesus has done for you? Now that would take quite a bit of reflection that perhaps you can consider in the week ahead. Do you know what I have done for you? What Jesus was trying to do was to get to the awareness that his disciples had. Do they have an awareness of who he is and who God is? And this is something that Jesus was, was trying to, to enlighten his disciples. And, and, and he was raising the question, what are you aware of in your life? What is it in your life that you are most aware of? And what is it in your life that you focus your attention on? So this very, very important question is answered uh, most profoundly by the woman that we celebrate today, Mary, the mother of God. She answered that 
more than any other human being has ever answered it or, or ever will answer it. She is the first disciple of Jesus Christ. And she's blessed not only because she gave birth to Jesus Christ, but because she was the first human being to, to believe fully in him as the son of God and, and, and the knowledge of herself as the mother of God as well. When the woman came up to, to Jesus and says, blessed are uh, the womb that bore you, blessed is the womb that bore you. And he replied, even more blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And who kept the word of God more than any human being that Mary herself? It says in, in the gospel of today that Mary heard the word of God and reflected or pondered it in her heart. And as she stood on the cross, Mary kept hearing the word of God and pondered it in her heart. And then at the resurrection, Mary was present, keeping the word of God and pondering it in her heart as well. Whenever you do any Ignatian spirituality towards any retreat that takes place with them, St. Ignatius of Loyola has this term, um, a contemplation to attain divine love. And the contemplation is, that is, it is a tense focus on, on trying to get an inward awareness of God's love in our lives. And it really falls into three parts. The first part is a focus on, on, on the gift, on gratitude. How God is an incredibly generous God that is constantly giving us giftedness. We live because of God's giftedness. And even our own lives and the gift of life is a gift. And every human being we encounter is God's gift present in our lives. So that's the first part that Ignatius speaks about, about an awareness that everything we, everything we have and everything we are is, is a result of God's, it is from God's giftedness. The second aspect that, that, uh, that um, Ignatius speaks about is that it is, is not only a gift that we are talking about, but, but some of the gifts given are personalized. That it is God himself who is present in the gifts that we receive in our lives in the consolations, in the blessings, that God is communicating his very self and giving of his very self to us in these gifts as well. So there are personalized gifts that are being given to us, and God is alive and active in those gifts to each one of us as well. And the last part is that God labors in, in, in the world and in every person in the world, to bring about the God's love for the world and God's plan for the world. So God is alive and active through his son, resurrected son, in the world in which we live in today. And asking that question, do you know what I have done for you? It is as relevant today as it was when Jesus asked the disciples, in the life of each one of us. 
Mary's response is something beautiful in Luke's gospel, the Magnificat Prayer. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor upon his lowly servant. Gratitude that Mary has because of her relationship with God. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. After the Annunciation, Mary is able to make this prayer. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And then she concludes, He has filled the hungry with good things, sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel. He has promised, remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. We can see how Mary heard that question and answered it in her life and expressed it in that Magnificat, speaking about God's generosity, God's giftedness, God's personal relationship with each human being through those gifts, through the blessings of other people in our lives, and how God wants an intimate relationship, a friendship with each one of us. And then finally, how God is struggling in the world through the power of his Holy Spirit to bring about a world of love, a world of kindness. And he invites us, like Mary, to share in that struggle, to stand at the cross, to be present at the resurrection, to be walking with Jesus all through his life, so that we will be able to answer that question with a very profound yes. Mary's yes to becoming the mother of God and our yes to following her as a disciple of Jesus Christ as well.